Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. And I'm Matt Paparaki. And this is Parkour, They Said. Matt Paparaki does what he loves. Formerly a visual artist, he is now a movement artist who likes to play and overcome obstacles. Welcome, Matt. Hi. So why do you do what you love? Oh, well, see, that's an interesting question because I had to learn the hard way of why do I... Why am I doing the things I don't want to do? Mm. <laughs> or, or why am I doing the things I hate? Or why am I doing the things that I think that I have to do? Because uh, for a while, I feel like everybody thinks they have to do a lot of different things and that there's this pressure um, growing up in just in our society that you have to do these certain things. And um, when it came down to it, I thought doing what I love wasn't really a viable option. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't really, you know, pay my rent and do these different things if I actually did what I loved. So I felt that I had to make a compromise and that I kind of like, well, I really loved art and doing doing uh, graphic design and painting and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I'll do graphic design so that way I can make money. What I really loved to do was being creative, like just being mm-hmm. creative. But what I ended up doing was becoming a graphic designer. Trying to and, bend that creativity to fit and, someone else's mold. Right? And yeah, and give my creativity to somebody else and to um, help other people, you know, to do other people's visions, you know, and dreams. And so um, I did that for 10 years or so. Um, I did that for a really long time until I just got so frustrated, I quit. And, um, I just recently got over this whole resentment to computers and technology all to altogether because I was a just total so, rage quit, right? <laughs> like was, burn it all. Yeah, I was really frustrated that I spent so many of my years sitting on a computer, um, wishing I was doing something else, looking out the window. Going, oh, it's such a nice day. I wish I could go outside and play. <laughs> but you can't play. You're an adult. You have to work. You have to make enough money. You need health insurance. You need to pay your rent. You need food. You need to, you know. Toe the line. That's All the... these different things that keep you keep you there. But uh, what ended up happening is after 10 years or so, I mean, I got sick a few different times where it was, uh, I mean, it was detrimental to my health um, in my life. Um, the first time around, I mean, it turned into like an addiction with um, alcohol and, and drugs is that that was my escape. I had to go to work and do these things, you know, sit at a desk for so long on the weekend mm-hmm. and I wanted to have fun and live life and live life to its fullest and take advantage of the time that I had. And the only way that I knew how to do that was to go out and party, um, is to go out to bars and and jump on a table and or a stage dive. Right, or, let it all hang out. Right? <laughs> do something crazy, um, and that and that was my output. But what that did to me over a long period of time was make me really unhealthy. And then I found myself weighing like a hundred pounds, and I was really sick and depressed and hallucinating just on my own, just because of how like unhealthy I was. And uh, I needed a way out, and uh, that's when I found parkour, and uh, and that was it. So why parkour? What is it about parkour that you saw as the the escape? Um, when. I nailed it down to what I really love to do. What I really love to do is play. 
Mm-hmm. And parkour is like the grown-up version of playing. <laughs> right? Were they not yet? They're not grown-up version of play. It's just play. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another thing about parkour is that I was able to be creative. And that was also why I liked graphic design and being a painter and these other different things I did with visual arts is I'm a very creative person and I'm able to be creative with my movement. Without having to be nailed to a desk or a computer, all those things that you wanted to get away from. Yes. And uh, I, I could also be very creative as a coach. So I could help other people and help other people learn movement. And that is, to me, when I make a lesson plan, it is like painting a picture or making a sculpture or mm. something. But I'm, I'm, I'm making an hour experience. Yeah, crafting a journey <laughs> that you're going to take people through. Yeah, and so I fell in love with this whole experiencing life and parkour has helped bring that out where my experience, like with before with being a painter, is you have this experience, you make it, and then it's on a wall, you know, and you want other people to experience that too. But with, uh, with parkour, it's the actual, when I jump, I'm in the moment and I'm, I'm living that experience. And then once I have that experience, I could use that as paint in my palette to help others when I'm doing my classes. And I, oh, remember that one time where I did that one jump and I learned all these different Or how do I craft this to lessons. convey that feeling to them, right? Yeah. Um, so I went through a long time really questioning myself, though. After I fell in love with parkour, I just stopped doing art. I stopped painting. I was a tattoo artist for a little bit, too, and I just stopped. All my, I put all my stuff in a box, and I still have it in my closet. And I wonder if it's ever going to come out um, because I feel— but the thing is I, I feel completely quenched. Like my creative tendencies are, are being fulfilled through um, playing around, swinging, jumping, having fun with kids. Coaching, right. Yeah, I get to be creative every single day um, in all these different ways. is just a lot different. So I thought I was losing a part of me when I when I had this transformation and I, and I was learning parkour because I did art for so many years and it was such a big part of my life. Um, and I still have it all over my body, so I have that. <laughs> uh, and I st- and I still love it. I look at other people's art, and I could really appreciate it, and uh, and like to like to see beautiful things. Uh, but I now I, I've learned a greater appreciation of experiencing things, of uh, experiencing moments and art and ideas and and being in it. Um, so to me, parkour is art. Um, I realized after a few years, I didn't lose it. I'm still an artist. I'm a I'm a life artist. I'm a movement artist. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I, I can still be creative, and I can play. Many people say that they enjoy overcoming obstacles, but when you say it, I know that you have a deeper, a more considered meaning behind that phrase, which is often thrown around, you know, quite lightly. Um, so I'm wondering if you could unpack a little bit about why you feel that overcoming obstacles has a, a deeper meaning for you. So for me, overcoming obstacles is a way of life. It's my way of life. Um, and is the thing that I feel has ultimately changed my life and changed how I live. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience, um, my experiences, and everything that happens to me, uh, or how 
I react when things happen to me. So before I learned parkour, overcoming obstacles was not something I liked to do or something that I felt passionate about. An obstacle would happen and I would feel like, oh no, this happened to me and now I have to deal with this. This is ter- like this is a terrible thing. But after learning parkour, ops- I started to see obstacles as a new, in a new light and a new way of things. So when something happens to me in my life, and in, uh, I don't see it as a negative thing. I see it as an opportunity for me to grow and to be- become strong or demonstrate how strong I've become. Um, something that's recently that's happened to me is I had my lung collapse. So old me, before parkour, I would this would be a victim thing. This would be my lung collapsed, my life's over, I'm going to be stuck in bed forever. Um, how dare this happen? Why me? So many mm-hmm, other people, mm-hmm. they live their lives and they don't, have their lungs don't collapse. Why did my lung collapse? Yeah, I was doing so great before this, but... Yeah, and then I could, you know, just... Play play on that for for years or how, for maybe for the rest of my life I could use it as a disability or why my life sucks is because I had a collapsed lung. But after learning parkour and um, really finding appreciating over overcoming obstacles, when my lung collapsed, it was like wow, here's my chance to demonstrate how strong I've become. I've I've learned how to overcome obstacles physically with my body, how to do pull-ups and, and climb-ups and kongs and all these different things. But here's something that's happened to me, and I'm going to use that progressive method that I use when I'm doing parkour, but I'm going to use this with my body, and I'm going to use it to get strong, and I'm going to use it to get through the surgery. I'm going to use it to um, to become healthy fast and then be able to get back to work and get back to doing what I love. I've done this before, so I could do it again. <laughs> I'm just going to get better and better yeah, at it. That's a great mindset, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I didn't see it as something that was terrible. And every, when I was in the hospital, everybody was really impressed with me. Because um, I, 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 I saw it as, um, like, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, you were, you're talking about the physical therapist. And, you know, most people hate their physical therapist. Oh, I don't want to go, it hurts. And, and your attitude was... Yeah, tell me exactly what I have to do, and and like your watch beeps every hour <laughs> to remind you to breathe, which is something you that they had you doing as yeah. a physical therapy. But now it's like that's actually a really good thing to do. Yeah, so they gave me exercises, and I loved them because I love exercises. I love trying to be strong. I love doing things in a progressive method where I break everything down into steps. So if they say, "Oh, do this step here, and then this step, and this step," you know, and you'll be on your way, and I say, "Yes, I trust that. I know that. <laughs> I know." When I was learning car. I did not know how to do a full Kong, but I broke it up into steps and I learned each step and then I put it together. The yeah. So now I could do this with my lungs. I, I could do it with my body. They sliced my back open to do a surgery. And so I lost my all my pull-ups. All the pull, right? Uh, all my upper body strength was gone. And at first I was hurt. I was like, oh man, I've I worked so hard on muscle-ups and pull-ups and I... I and now I can't even do one. But then I was like, wait a minute, I've done it once. I can do it again. <laughs> I know actually how to do it better now. Right. <laughs> so this time around, it's going to go a lot better than the first time I did it. And like, so it, here's an opportunity for me to focus on the fundamentals of pull-ups again, you know, and the fundamentals of all my different exercises. Like as I, I felt like I lost it. And then I, I get to rebuild. So it was like a challenge. It was like a thing. And and so, um, you know, with parkour, we need to learn how to adapt 
to different environments. And so I just had to learn how to adapt in my life and and uh, adapt to having this big slice in my back. And um, I had, and while I was in the hospital, I had to adapt to having a tube in my lung. <laughs> in your lung. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, which was you know painful for a while. And oh man, it was so hard. But I knew that I could do it. I could just you know step by step. Um, I could just watch the clock, and I, I'll know tomorrow. You know, I'll be better than I was the day before. Just like with parkour, every I'm just getting I'm getting stronger and stronger, more knowledgeable. And um, with going through the surgery, that I was, it was the same thing was just going to happen again. You know, but I I know how to transform myself, and um, I'm going to put it into practice. I learned a lot of things from parkour. Um, I learned a lot of valuable life lessons. Mm-hmm. But on the way, I've also learned things that seem unrelated to parkour, but also equally important life lessons. Uh, one of those life lessons that I've I've recently learned, but it's been there throughout my whole life, is um, turning bad things into good things. And it's weird for me to even say it bad because now I kind of don't believe there is bad. You sort of realize these things were actually good in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's say, oh, well, to turn bad things into good things, it's just, I wonder if everything is actually good. And we just kind of make them bad or we don't want to to adapt and change and learn. You yeah, know? what makes so, it bad is your reaction to it. That's what paints yeah. the bad onto the event. So I've had... Some bad things happened in my life. I like how I was talking about earlier with my jobs that I didn't like. Those were bad, you know. Those, but yeah, stressful, now, toxic environments. Right? Yeah, we're, we're, now I really, truly appreciate and love what I do, where I'm working with kids and I'm playing, and it's a nice day, and I'm outside, or I'm in a gym that's you know comfortable, and uh, and we're having a good time, and I'm doing it. And I and I'm and it just makes me thankful all the times that I was stuck behind the window and or in my cubicle or at a desk, you know, now just makes me really appreciate moving and feeling free and laughing and making jokes and 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 doing all these different fun things. And then um with even when things got bad at my other jobs and I, and I turned to drinking to try to get it away out. Now I appreciate how well, how good and amazing it is to be sober and how amazing is that an experience. It's something I can't give to somebody else or, and I have a hard time describing it, but I have it for myself and, and I love it. And, and uh, sometimes it makes me so happy that I'll cry. From from from, hap- from happiness, you know, but I would never have that though if I never spent so many years being. Yeah, if you depressed. hadn't gone through the shadow, if you hadn't walked through the right, bed. and then um, so I learned that, and then I try to use that immediately. Uh, so something else that has happened to me is that I had my house robbed. Um, I was at a first day of a job that I just started, and. Um, while I was at work training, my house was getting broken into. <laughs> oh, that's and horrible! They were stealing my uh, laptop, my monitor, my 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 go. They smashed my GoPro, um, and then stole the keys to my car. 
And I did not realize that until they took the car. <laughs> <laughs> so they came back later. They came back later and in the took night the car. while I was sleeping. After I discovered my whole house was stolen, oh, or my all of my stuff in my was... house was stolen, and <laughs> I went to bed, they came back and stole my car while I was sleeping. I woke up, and I just look, and I'm like, did I, I leave my car somewhere else? <laughs> I, I don't drink anymore. Like, I couldn't have just misplaced it. Like, I, 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 I've worked this out in my life. I know where my car is, but it's not there. Did it roll down the street? No. no. I mean, it couldn't have just rolled. Oh, okay. It's gone. They, oh, they, they stole came, it. Came back and stole my car. Oh, that's yeah, Just rude. like all the other stuff. So immediately, right off the bat, though, from having all these different other experiences in my life that seemed to be bad and I had such a hard time with them and it took years until I understood that they were very good things that happened to me, I immediately put it into practice. So I was like, okay, all my stuff's gone. I'm alive and I'm okay. Like, it's not the end of the world. Can you believe that? I For some reason, I always feared that losing your laptop and like losing your c camera and your car and different things, it really, like, somehow that would end the world. That's, that's <laughs> somehow like, no, that's where the line is. Right? <laughs> but it was like, oh my God, no, I'm, br I'm breathing. This is, this is amazing. How can this possibly be? All my, my stuff's gone and, and I'm okay and I'm, and I'm, I'm Did this happen to you after your lung operation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, the, yeah. So this was <laughs> shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm still We're laughing now, but this is not. <laughs> yeah, it was just boom, boom. But um, so I started immediately putting it into practice. I'm like, okay, well, maybe there isn't bad things that happen. Maybe everything is actually good. And I just need to, right now, open to my eyes to the possibility of what could good come out of this. And I was like, all right, well, what if I get a better car than I had? And I was like, well, that was like my nicest car that I've had. I mean, it was the newest car I had. I kept it really, really super clean. People get in my car and they'll be like, wow, how do you keep this car so clean? This smells like a new car, but it wasn't a new car. It was like a 2012, but I, it was the newest car I have. <laughs> you were taking care of it. <laughs> yeah. But I was, and so I let that come into my reality. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I can get a better car that I had before. And then, oh man, my, my camera's gone. I can't film parkour. Well, what if you don't really need to film parkour right How now? How much time was I spending filming? Yeah, what if I need to just practice parkour, not filming stuff? You know, and I was like, okay, well, I need to start doing parkour with no camera, not filming anything. Well, what about my computer? You know, well, you hated design work for so much of your life. Like, <laughs> how about you live life without a laptop? See what that's like. This is good for you. This is a gift. They took your laptop, something that you've grown resent. Yeah, it's actually a stone around your neck and you didn't know it until they took it away yeah. and you stood up. Right? So here we go. You know. And then I learned to appreciate it. Um uh in my insurance company, luckily, I don't know how it works. Normally it doesn't work so well for other people. Um things happened and they were really strange. Like one day it looked like I was I was totally screwed that I my, I was going to lose thousands of dollars off this. I wasn't going to get a new car. I was going to have to get like a used car or something like this. But then the next day it was like, oh no, actually it could work out. There's like this weird thing with numbers and the math and, and now it's taken care of. And it kept on going up and down and I just kept on like trusting that everything will 
be okay and it'll work out exactly how it should. Work that out when they make a decision, right? I'm not going to freak out. It works out how it'll work out. And I got, I ended up getting the nice car. I ended up getting a car nicer in my than my old car in every way. My new car has better gas mileage, like way better gas mileage. I never had a car that had such good gas mileage. Like as now, it's like a hobby of mine, and I find enjoyment getting good yeah, gas mileage. Right? Going down the street, I'm like, yes, I can't believe this is possible. I'm doing it. It's a newer car, so the year you know, I had a 2012. Now I have a 2015, um, and. So I, I I really lucked out. Oh, my payments are also lo- are so much lower. I really couldn't actually afford the old car that I had, and I was always praying like, please help me with my bills. And, yeah, and then I, I made a joke it. that they that, like the angels took my car away because like, we're tired <laughs> we're of tired paying your, your bills <laughs> for you every month. You're just get you. You don't need this car. We're gonna get you something else, and it's better and it's cheaper. And now you could be a coach, and you could only do that for a living, and you don't have to have this expensive car payment, and you don't have to spend all your time on a computer. Um, but recently, I did. I, today, actually, I opened up my new computer for the first time. I uh, had some hard time with it, actually. Um, I got so used to not having it in my life that I really appreciated not, not having, having it in my life. life. But um, I opened to the fact that, well, you know, I'm going to let new things come into my life and I'm not going to hold them on to them so tight like I did with my other belongings. If somebody comes and steals my new laptop, it's okay. If somebody comes steals my new car, it's okay. Um, I could have nice things, and it's okay if it if it doesn't work out, you know. So now I have a new laptop, and it, my new laptop is better than my old laptop, and I'm getting a new camera that's I'm sensing better a pattern than, here, right? than my old camera. So yeah, so this has been just something that you know I really wanted to share um, with everybody that's this this listening to this podcast is that you really can turn um, negative bad situations into good positive ones. Um, it's just how you see it. And if you're ready, if you could open up and and believe the possibility of something good could happen, it can. Um, if you're new to parkour and you and you are are doubting, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can I can do do parkour or maybe you want to be a parkour coach and you're downing that too um i would say just try to open up and be able to receive it see it as a possibility in life and say i you know let let it be an option don't don't instantly say oh no this is bad i can't do it oh my my lung collapsed i, I can't breathe anymore for the rest of my life I'm, I'm totally done i can't exercise or um i hurt my ankle once i could never you know i i'm not good at parkour right give um, up yeah. Give up at the first sign of difficulty. It, use it as things that grow, and then you'll be so much stronger after that. Matt, I know you don't want me to put you on a pedestal, but I want to sort of drag you out a little bit further. And a lot of the things that you have described, you've left out some of the details of the challenges that you really went through, and, and things weren't things were much more difficult than they sound. Um, and I want to just sort of put you on the spot a little bit to get your get you to explain why you believe that you're not special? Like, why do you believe that this is just a regular way to live? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I think, sometimes I think to myself that I'm just normal, that I'm just your average guy, that a lot of these things that I do isn't something that is, 
is a is a supernatural feat that I have something something really super special that somebody can't have themselves. Um, I see everything I do as uh, what a average human can do is that um, we go through life and we have negative things happen to us. This is all normal. Right. <laughs> we all get this opportunity to do this and see the world like this and, and be able to um, respond in, um, in, in this way. And so once I started to do this, you know, then my life transformed in all different ways that I possibly could imagine. But, um, and so when people know me, different family members or friends from that I've known for years, they think, oh, wow, well, Matt could do it, but I can't do it, you know. But I, I mean, they're really, you could totally do it. <laughs> it's completely possible to do it. I mean, I, I don't feel like what I did was too special, but maybe it might have been just making the right decision, which is definitely hard, but it's completely possible. So... I have my doubts as well. As an average person, you know, I think, man, I, there are so many other people that are talented than me. And um, I see, I see, I see them in my life. They come to the gym, they do awesome <laughs> tricks that I can't do. Um, but the thing is, is that I keep on going anyways. Instead of comparing myself to other people, I see, Everybody else is on a different path in their life. We're all in different stages. We're all learning different lessons. And somebody might be very talented at one thing and somebody might be very talented at another. So what I do is I concentrate on the things that I'm talented and I'm good at. I might not be the most talented athletes or athlete. I might not be on the the Red Bull Art of Motion. Right, or the best business person or the best family yeah. guy, whatever. But I wake up and I do what I love. And that it overrides and overpowers my, 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 uh, where I lack in different skills. Is, that, is my love and my creativity brings me out of that. So I see myself as a very average, regular person. But since I'm doing what I love and, what, and I believe in what I'm doing, that I can go on through my life and seemingly do these very impressive things. But um, I also believe anybody else can do this too. Um, all you need is some challenges and uh, a good vision. A focused <laughs> mindset, right? Yeah, a good pair of glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the final question, three words to describe your practice. So my first word is mindful. And I particularly like this word because um, it makes me feel that I'm in the present moment. When I do parkour and I practice parkour, I'm here, I'm now, I'm experiencing life. And to me, it's, it's, it's the way of how I could live life to its fullest is by being here. And uh, particularly when I, when I do different skills, it heightens that uh, self-awareness of, of being in the present moment. And then my second one is being creative. So I talked about a lot of this during the 
podcast about how I'm, I love creativity. I love being a creative being. I love creating things. And so this is very important to me every time I practice parkour. I'm creating something. And I don't forget that either, is that I, I like to see it as I'm a, as I'm a painter and I'm, I'm painting all over with, with my movements. And then the third word I have is high. And so this is a little different, but um, for me, it is a way how, of feeling. It's, it's, it's my being um, when I'm actually practicing. Another word I was going to use is connected or like connected to the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like high is a more accurate description because before I learned parkour, I was looking for this highness in other different things, and I found it in other different things. And Certain when substances, right? Yeah, when people say, "Oh, I like to get high," they usually mean substances. But when I say I like to get high, it means I liked the feeling of of that that feeling of of being high, of a high, heightened awareness of of reality, of being. Of um, of experiencing life, and I find and I get that in parkour when I'm moving around a different object, when I'm balancing on something, or if I'm really high up, like I'm high, <laughs> <laughs> literally and figuratively. Yeah, and, uh, that's what I. That's why I love to do it. That's what I do. Well, thank you very much, Matt. It was a pleasure talking to you today. Thank you. This podcast is funded exclusively through contributions from audience members like you. To donate, please visit parkour. They said. Dot world. The website also has this episode's notes and full transcript. It takes a team of people to produce the podcast, and your donations, sharing, and ratings make it possible. Mm-hmm.